Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we are reading Lady by Midnight by Tessa Dare. So this is number three in the Spindle Cove series and was published in 2011. We've reviewed the first two already. Yes. The first was the one where sheeps got blown up. Yes, A Night to Surrender. And the second one is the one where there was a fossil named Francine. In, or the, the amazing race going to Scotland. Right, and that was called A Week to be Wicked. Yes. So, this one is Lady by Midnight, and what's this one about? Let's go to the jacket. A temporary engagement, a lifetime in the making. After years of fending for herself, Kate Taylor found friendship and acceptance in Spindle Cove, but she never stopped yearning for love. The very last place she'd look for it is in the arms of Corporal Thorne. The militia commander is as stone cold as he is ruggedly handsome. But when mysterious strangers come searching for Kate, Thorne steps forward as her fiancé. He claims to have only Kate's safety in mind, so why is there smoldering passion in his kiss? Long ago, Samuel Thorne devoted his life to guarding Kate's happiness. He wants what's best for her, and he knows it's not marriage to a man like him. To outlast their temporary engagement, he must keep his hands off her tempting body and lock her warm smiles out of his withered heart. It's the toughest battle of this hardened warrior's life, and the first he seems destined to lose. I want to say something right up front. Okay. Uh, in this book, birthmarks are genetic, and I cannot. <laughs> okay. Also, this book jacket does not rise to the usual level. It really doesn't. Um, Kate is an orphan who's the music teacher in Spindle Cove. Mm -hmm. So she's been prominently featured in the previous books. And Corporal Thorne is obviously a corporal in the militia that was brought to Spindle Cove. And he was like a bad boy mm -hmm. in his regiment, like mm -hmm. constantly in trouble. We gotta talk about this because I think Corporal Thorne is a true bad boy. He is, but we'll get there. I just okay, okay, like okay, general okay. plot. Sorry, 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 guys. True bad boy. True bad boy. So he um, is in Spindle Cove with the only people who have ever like trusted him, given the benefit of the doubt, and he thrived. Mm -hmm. And he is now very well respected within the militia. But from the moment he got to Spindle Cove, he has like treated Kate pretty poorly, and not in any active aggression, but like doesn't like making eye contact with her, leaves when she comes in a room, yeah. and she thinks he's pouting, but he just like cannot be around her. Yeah. For reasons For that reasons. will become and evident later. In the beginning of this book, she's gone a few towns over to look into her past because as an orphan who was left at an orphanage, she doesn't have any recollection of the life she had before the orphanage and is wondering if her old orphan mistress might know more. Mm -hmm. And Corporal Thorne happens to be in the same town buying a puppy. Yeah, yes. And, and from that moment on, their fates are intertwined. Yes, yes. So they correct. go back to Spindle Cove together, where a family is waiting for her, yes. saying that she's a long lost something or other sister, cousin. So basically, she they think she's their cousin. Yes. So her father, who had been the heir and had a child, Kate, by his mistress, died very suddenly. And then this group of people's father inherited, and then mm -hmm. subsequently the brother has. Mm -hmm. So. Corporal Thorne is immediately like, I don't friggin' know who these people are, why they're here, what they want yeah, from you. Yeah, he's like, this is a real fishy story. You better have a protector. We're engaged. Yeah, he's like, we're engaged. And she's like, um, I mean, okay. Plus they did have like a, an intimate moment on the way back. <clears throat> so she's like, I guess this isn't all bad. 
So they're now stuck together. And Kate's trying to figure out both why Corporal Thorne is so protective of her, why he's always treated her so badly, trying to figure out if these random people who have shown up are her new family. And meanwhile, Corporal Thorne, Samuel, as the book jacket spoils, <laughs> is just trying to make sure Kate doesn't find out about their mutual past. Yeah. So he can get out of this unscathed. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's basically it. That's the story. This book jacket. Not hot. Does not capture the, like, burning lust between these two people. This book, I mean, look, we all know it's a Tessa Dare, so we know there's going to be some sexual chemistry. Are these this the book, hottest for each other of any of them in the series so far? Uh, I mean, yes. He's like... The thing is, he so made the, the, a decision a long time ago. He yes. died for her. Yes, and, and that has not stopped. And the reason that he ha is like leaves her in the room and is so rude to her is basically because he can't be anywhere within eyeshot of her. Otherwise, um, I mean, I guess massive boner. Right. And she thinks that he might just be disgusted by her because she has a giant port wine stain on her face. Yeah. Which, Whatever. Okay. Sure. But it's identifying, which obviously is important in a yes. are you a mystery child yes. subplot. So, so as usual, we generated a random number. Yes. Uh, I realized that we kind of just went through and told you what we thought the plot was about, but we need to do it with a random number. And no, no, it's very important. I just I think we did that to describe how bad the book yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. It True. didn't do the plot or the sexiness. True. True. So here's our random number uh, summaries. This episode, the random number was... Well, technically it was 16, but we added two, so it's 18. Because Meg needed them. I needed them. <laughs> Here it is. This book is for everyone who dreamed they were adopted, whose rich, real family would come save them. And mine is, oh, when the protector you can't remember shows up to rescue you again, trust him because his eye color. <laughs> fair. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, tropes. He knows who she is. She doesn't know who he is. So basically, she doesn't remember the first five years of her life. Yeah. And whether that's amnesia or, or just like trauma little kids little PTSD yeah. is never really delved into but all she knows and all she's known her whole life is this memory of this blue object that makes her feel safe that makes her feel safe yeah so there's that but then there's also this so this is under tropes because there are a lot of books actually about this mm -hmm. so like maybe they were betrothed as children and she just remembers that he was older but was like very nice to her i don't know this happens in a lot of books where like they have a shared history that only one person remembers yes. yeah yeah and they don't want to give it away this is a little bit like in um uh an offer from a gentleman for example. So, like, mm. they have this shared past, and then she recognizes him. He doesn't recognize her, so she's going to keep it a secret. Similar kind of thing. And then he's going to be a giant douchebag. Yeah, yeah but in it. this case, no giant douchebag. I mean, actually, he is kind of a douchebag a little bit. But it's not... It's... It doesn't rise to the douchebag no, of Benedict it's not Bridget. Benedict Bridget. <laughs> and two, it's very much, like, to protect her. Yeah. Which is... Un but, like, Benedict is mean. Yeah, yeah. Not for her benefit. No, for his. Whereas Corporal Thorne is really hoping she leaves him alone because he feels like every minute they spend together, she's in danger of remembering. Yeah. Which would ruin her life. Yeah. So there is mind. a convoluted backstory that takes the entire novel to be revealed. Yeah, I don't... I'm, we're going to struggle a little bit with this one just because there is... I actually thought that was pretty well done behind... Yes. For for a trope that I don't love, it was well done here. Yeah, and but obviously the plot and how they know each other and how they get to know each other better is all wrapped up in this stuff from the past that I really don't want to spoil for you. Yeah, no. Uh, so he completely believes he's not good enough for her. Correct. Um, they both have PTSD. 
Yes. Probably. Her maybe him definitely. Yes. The, this is a case of undercover heiress, which we've seen in many a novel. But she doesn't know she's an undercover heiress. She doesn't know she's an undercover heiress. But, but she is, the family that has come to claim her is like a big wacky family. Big wacky family. We have some major hurt comfort in this book, which I... Uh, Sign me up. Loved so much. Sign me. It was so well done. So good. Um, basically, he gets bitten by an adder. How does he get bitten by an adder? Saving because her. he's saving her. And then, oh, anyway, well, we will get there because, of, of course, it falls under sexiness. So we'll be uh, there. She's a sad orphan. Yeah. And he, he is kind of, too. Yeah. And I think the best, this is a trope I've seen all the time, like the man who knows the woman is light and all things joyful and good and he's seen darkness and he will taint her yes with his pain yes so he can't he can't be worthy of her and this one i think there's definitely some parallels to the 1990 animated film anastasia yeah and maybe a little bit of beauty and the beast yeah, i mean yes that's so they're not explicit like not ex this is not like an explicit retelling of beauty and the beast no but like this is not this is not the, there's a very fairy tale yes. disney movie quality yeah. to this book yeah which i don't know if you can tell not a criticism no no we're not criticizing them all right this so in the very beginning of the book as i mentioned they both happen to be in this town several times over she meets an accident in the street where she loses her yeah she had a home. she had a rough day and then it just got worse yep and so she loses her sheet music she loses her way to get home and he's like okay i'll i'll care i'll i'll get you i'm home. just gonna take you home we'll ride on the horse together it's gonna be fine and she's like why you're always so mean to me and whatever and corporal thorne actually thinks like He's in love with her. He, he's in love with her. He knows, he knows he's, he's totally attracted in to denial, her. but he's like obsessed with this woman. And like he'd be like, I, he basically he's thinking normally being on a horse with her and being in such close proximity, I would be like all about this. But she's crying and sad, and it's like how friggin' low is the bar for men in real life, and even sometimes romance novel yeah. heroes. That my thought is, oh my god, her crying in your arms when you're like in love with her isn't arousing. Yes. <gasps> I know yes. the and bar I'm, is so low, but yet he beats it. He meets beautiful. it. He has standards, and they're. Uh, and I mean, here's the thing: he, and obviously she has to do it. Tessa Dare has to do this. This is, and I think it's so well done. Yes, he is obviously the best of all men, and believes that he is the worst. But you know why? Yeah, if we'll get there. Oh, I loved it. God, I loved it. So. Uh, I think this book maybe more than other Tessa Dares, and that's saying a lot, uh, relies on a lot of coincidence. It does. So he saved her when she was four, he was seven. They never saw each other again until last year, and only by coincidence because she is in this town and he shows up there. Mm -hmm. Then her long-lost family comes to save her on the day after she meets Thorne in town and takes her back on his horse. So after this forced proximity and... Mm, they kiss mm -hmm. so you know it's it's a lot one or the other would have been coincidence and now it's a coincidence well and i also think forget me if forgive me if i'm wrong on this mm -hmm. and i might be mixing it up but mm -hmm. i believe they kiss because she's sort of in a who could want me mindset mm -hmm. and he's like 
He's like, Girl. excuse me, I have wanted you forever. Like, I may know what's best for both of us is you saying far, far away from me, but I literally cannot have you believe that no one wants you because I have been dying for a year. Right? I can't I can't see you be upset about this of all things. So, of course, the other coincidence is that they've shared this kiss and yes. this, like, healing moment right before walking into our new yes. family. Okay, we're, we're there. We're at the backstory part because I loved it. I loved his backstory. This is a relatively spoiler-free so backstory, by the way, because we are going to avoid the how they knew each yes, other. Yes, we're going to avoid that. Yeah. But um, he's he's really bad boy made good. Yes. But, like, truly, he was a real bad boy. So I, I just thought it was so great because Tessa Deer knows she knows exactly the point to which she can go and no further and what is that point so he has he's a convict so he, he went to jail after they for knew each thieving. other yes he could never go home again correct so he enlisted stupid young well no first first he see he steals stuff to stay alive gets thrown in jail so he's a convict then of course they come through the convict and he's like er, excuse me they come through the jail looking for En enlisted people to men to enlist and he's like all right i'll enlist in the army because why the heck not i don't have anything else going for me in my life and at least it'll get me out of jail so he gets into the army once he's in the army he becomes a bad character for everything looting thieving fighting shirking duty insubordination this is a quote everything short of rape murder and desertion you want to know why Tessa Dare knows what's up. She knows She knows the point to which we romance readers can forgive a man and the point after which we cannot. Now, the desertion, we could have forgiven him for desertion, but he couldn't he, have remained in the army. He, at that point, would have been convicted of treason. So. Correct. He also has um, tattoos, which are not my thing. They're but, not my thing either. And yet... In this case, one of his tattoos is, like, the date he was supposed to get out of jail. Yeah. And, like, they're all mementos of... They, they, they're jail tattoos is what they are. Yeah. Like, this is bad boy. You know? And she's like, what's that tattoo? And he's like, that's the date I was going to be released from jail. What's that tattoo? That's bad character. <laughs> so I was in the army and I looted, thieved, and shirked duty. <laughs> they jabbed these nails into my skin and then rubbed gunpowder into it. So it's not even a real tattoo. It's, like, disgusting. Like, it's horrible horrible mutilation anyway i'm not into it and but, it was hot like i don't know maybe we are in this one instance <laughs> i don't know i know um I, like i loved it so basically i a lot of times i talk about my contemporaries and what i like from the historical world coming into the contemporary this was the tattooed hero the tattooed mm. convict hero from a contemporary novel being transported back in time to a historical yeah loved it I loved it. I'm not kidding. I loved it. It was so good. And I can't. I just, I loved everything about this book, you guys. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so they spoiled that his first name was Samuel in the book jacket. But, but no one in town knows it. No one. And yet she does. She remembers it. And that's when she realizes. That's when she realizes who he is and how they know each other. Yep. And why he's been so protective. And she's like... <gasps> You're Sam. <gasps> Your eyes are blue. That's <gasps> why blue has always been comforting. Oh, guys, loved it. Just loved it. Um, so obviously that means he's been lying to her. Yep. It, at, at the very least by omission and sometimes actively because clearly he knows about their shared past and she does not. Mm -hmm. But if you're wondering if under those false pretenses they are having sex. They no. are not. They, they made out a lot. 
Oh yeah, so because girl he hot and heavy making out. Yeah. What do you expect a man to do? And I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> Look. But he's like, I can't, I can't be that intimate with her under false pretenses because she's too important. Yeah. Duh. Um, I really liked the conflict in this book. Uh, a lot of times I, I really dislike the I'm not good enough for mm. you. Like, think about um, um, the Scott book by Sarah McLean. It's, yep, okay. The one where he's a race car driver. Yeah, yes! <laughs> he's a carriage racer. That's the one. And he breaks a in. Scott in the Dark? No, that, it's the, oh, the Rogue Not Taken, the Rogue Not Traveled. No, no, it's the sequel to that, Scott in the Dark, I think. Oh, the yeah. Scottish one that's the yeah, sequence the of the Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. in that one, he's like, oh, I'm not good enough for you. But the obvious solution to this, to her issue, was to get married to someone. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, this is how you use yourself. Even if you're not good enough for her, you give her your name, and then you can you can get away. Anyway, so a lot of times that really kind of bugs me. Even if I understand their motivation, I don't understand what the the actions that it leads but to. But no, it really makes sense here. In this case, I bought it. I bought everything about it. He was like, you know, I'm not good enough for you. I mean, he truly would have been a race candidate. Look, he can, he's almost illiterate. But not only that, he really did. <laughs> he really did horrible things in yeah. the army and before, as yes. we discussed. And he the shared past that they have involved him making a lot of sacrifices so she would never have to. And so by being with her and pulling him into sort of the bed he's made for himself, he feels like he's failing yes. the one good thing he's ever yes, done. Yes, it's, it's negating everything that he's done in the past for her. For her. And if he would, were to be with her now, he would be like, well, everything that I... Basically, it, it, it denies everything that he ever did in his whole life. right. Because in, to a certain extent, if the end result was just they were going to end up together, like, no, they couldn't have stepped together the whole time. Yeah, like, it but, had to happen this way. But he's... What was the point? Right. He did a lot that. to get her to a safe place where she's a respected woman. Yeah. And even the second she's with him and knows everything, that's denied her. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, it was... Did we right. mention it's also like ridiculously hot? This book is so real. I might like this one more than the first, and I really like the first. I really liked the first book. This book is really sexy. Yeah. Okay, you may have noticed we skipped offensiveness. That's because I was not offended by this book. Yeah. Oh my god, no? Yeah, so there's no offensiveness section because this book was not offensive. I'm racking my brain and I can't. I know, right? Like, seriously. And I, this. The premise of this book could have been in offensive in and of itself. The fact where there's this man who wants to protect a woman and to protect her, he lies to her about her past and everything. And he so, has a hero complex and she's got a birthmark that makes her feel like she's not pretty. And so like, all this could have pissed us off. There are things in this book that I could have found anti-feminist offensive and would have turned me off. If, if I think of Stephanie Lawrence writing this book, <laughs> this section would be... Really long. If Stephanie Lawrence was writing this book, they'd all decamp to her new family estate where someone would get murdered. And then <laughs> <laughs> well, the the it would all be a lie, and they would they wouldn't they wouldn't have come looking for her anyway. He would have told her. And we could rewrite the Stephanie Lawrence style, but we're not going to do that because it was perfect the way it is. Yes. So let's talk about sex news. Um, this book was hot. It 
So as we mentioned, honesty does need to come into the play before they actually start having sex. But then once they do, she they hook up like all the time, like all the time. Yes. Yeah. So, and how does she get him to like admit about their past? Okay, uh, let's talk about it because it has to do with the adder bite. I was gonna say, are we gonna talk about the snake? Yes. This is also the Kurt let's comfort do it. snake. Let's Kurt do it. Comfort snake. So <laughs> she goes to his lodgings outside of town proper. Yeah. Well, so he's got he's been bitten. Yes. She takes him to his lodgings mm-hmm. because she's got to administer the antidote. Yes. The antivenom. Antivenom. So they're in his lodgings, which are like also, by the way, in a tower, a castle, and very, tower. very like sparse. So oh, I don't know why, but this is like very hot to both of us. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> not again. Not sure why it's hot. Just accept it. And she's taking off his military uniform uh-huh. because that's all he wears. Yeah. Which also, okay, fine, sign me up. Um, <laughs> I won't say no. This is also where she sees all his tattoos. Yeah. Yep. And she's just like, okay. We really have to talk. And you're my prisoner. Because because we forgot to mention this. The antivenom makes it so that he can't move. He is paralyzed. He's paralyzed, lying on the bed. He's basically, like Lane said, her prisoner. And she's taking care of him. And sure you know, she's like, we got to talk. Uh-huh. And she finally gets him to tell the whole truth about their past and their shared past. Yeah. And... And of course, the whole time he's like slowly regaining Movement. power over his body and can move like little by little. <laughs> I, in case you're wondering how the sex part happens, right? It, expl- she's torturing him until he can't, until he can intervene. Yeah, but like sexy torturing, not yeah, like, like making him think about his feelings, and right? Like feelings, his body. Yes, yes, uh, not like actual torture it's this is the best hurt comfort i've ever read so good it was explicit <laughs> that's true and not explicit medical no <laughs> yeah and once again he got bitten by the snake to save her like did we mention that part because oh yeah clearly that makes it better uh yes it does uh yes so anyway they're in there you want to know what else i loved go when he irons his clothes. Okay, once again, this. Here's the thing about Samuel, you guys. Clearly, we're just going on and on about like the low bar that he exceeds in every way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to bone her when she's crying. He irons his own clothes. He lives in a castle tower that is sparse but well taken yeah. care of. No, but get, get just think, just imagine this ironing scene, tattooed. Mm-hmm. Because we may not have mentioned this. This guy is built. built. He's huge. He's he's tall and he's like broad and it's all muscle. Well, and they also tell stories about basically the way he finally reformed in the military was learning to do the damn thing right. Mm-hmm. And like shining boots until they were perfect. Yes. And all of that level of detail and attention to detail of his appearance is now a thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's a man who really cares about presentation. And he can do it himself. And can do it himself. So, yeah, she wakes up, like, the next day. And he got a puppy. Yeah, he got a puppy. And it's a really, look, I'm not puppy. usually into dogs and books, and the way this plays out between the two of them with, like, sharing so, custody Oh, is my so God. Cute. It's actually really good, and it's very um, emotional yes. as well, which I wouldn't expect from a custody battle about a dog. Okay, so just imagine the scene, though. Sorry, we got distracted. Yeah, but that morning after some real hot sex. He's ironing. He's he's at this ironing board, shirtless, 
ironing. Like, I don't know how this could not be sexy. Like, tattooed, built, huge, corporal thorn is ironing his shirt. Like, that is hot. Yeah. Well, I'm she's sorry. Rumpled in the corner watching. She's, him. she's just like. Just woke up, you know, sits up in bed, pushes her hair back, and she's like, oh, he's ironing. <laughs> what can I say? It's hot. Hello. You're an adult man who can take care of yourself? What? And you can take care of me. <gasps> yeah. Look, I'm just saying, even today, that's like yes. one of the sexiest things I can imagine. Very hot. Very hot. Very hot. As someone who went on a date with someone who admittedly owned one towel. A man who can iron. Yeah, please. <laughs> what is this? What is this friggin' unicorn oh that you're speaking God, of? Oh my God, you're right. Like this, this truly is a fantasy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, second one, second hookup is very hot. Correct. That's after he's been ironing. Because at what point are they supposed to stop? Yeah. And then we also get the, I'm going to call it a tradition at this point, the tested air hookup against the wall in a semi-public place. Because <laughs> you're going to get that in many of her books but i like that in this moment is it's it's not smart they do get caught they do get caught um but i love how they're like okay we're gonna we're gonna do this right and like not get caught except that he took off her stockings and then when someone else came in the room they're like all look fine except her stockings are sitting there and they're like oh <laughs> very sorry that we stuck to this back room at this party I mean, this is like her coming out ball. Yeah, and he basically shows up because he's like, never mind, I don't want her to come out. Oh, the other thing is the new cousin has proposed. Yeah, the new cousin has proposed. And so Corporal Thorne is like, you know what? I'm going to make my grand entrance. So he, waits. he shows up totally cleaned up. And this is this Having is Beauty and the Beast here. to dance for her. Yes. Um, and so, of course, they... So they waltz, they waltz around the, the perimeter of the room which, once, and then they as, waltz into the portrait gallery. As all good romance readers know, the waltz is... Like the most the scandalous sensual, of all dances. Scandalous. <laughs> and so then they have sex in the off room of the ballroom. Yeah. Which <sighs> makes sense, if you think about it. <laughs> Just like it really makes sense. Like, of course they did. The waltz turns you on. You know, this is not. This is definitely not the first book, He's and it won't like, be the last. Full dress military garb. Mm -hmm. She's like claiming her rightful place as an heiress, and uh -huh. she's like, I don't want to do it without you. Yeah. And then they have sex. And then they have sex, and it's. I mean, it's very hot. And they get caught, and then they have to get married. The end. Yeah. Except it actually is more complicated than it that. It is. Um, but <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. But we... Eh, okay. Done with spoilers. Done with the book. This book was good. It was hot. Recommended. If you, if you want to read a good Tessadere, read this one. It's worth it to read the whole series from the it's beginning. It's worth it to read the whole series. Like, I think this is the hottest one so far. This is... Uh, they... I think... So they think the first one was super hot. Second one was hot. hot. Third one was real hot. Fourth one is really hot. Hot. Lane hasn't read it yet, but it's super, super hot. So this series is like hot. <laughs> I do think they get angstier and angstier though. That's true. So keep that in mind too. The first one is like no angst. Almost no angst. Yeah. Other than the kid getting his foot blown off. Yeah. But that's not angst. That's it's like also kind of something else. For comedy. That's yeah. No point. Yeah. So so maybe that's the thing. Like as Tessa Garrett gets angstier, her sex gets hotter. Like they're on an, an inverse correlation. 
That's is that the right word? Maybe. I sounded like really scientific, but I'm sure there's like a statistician out there going, spot mm-hmm. for me though, where yeah. it didn't ever get too angsty yeah. because I did feel like it was all justified angst. Mm-hmm. And then the sex was be hot. Yeah. And he's a grown man who can take care of himself. Uh, yeah. Like, I will say this. A lot of the aristocrats in these books are just wealthy. Like, they don't yeah. have to do anything. And that's fine. It's a fantasy. They're rich and titled and impeccable and mm-hmm. awesome. This is a man who can cook and iron? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sign me up. Excuse me? I know. <laughs> and make a living on his own, too. He can bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. And who, like, is self-actualized? I, I this I, we really liked this book. I think we really liked Thorn. We Kate's really great. Kate's we, great. We liked Kate a lot, but th- this we've been talking about the heroes more lately. I think, and Thorn is a is a is a fantasy romance hero that we were really into. Yeah, I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> In case you were wondering, as always, thank you guys so much for listening.